You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Hampton Roads has a long-running high school and college sports tradition. It's time to give them the spotlight they deserve. This is the 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly. Robbie Vogler here at the Eagle's Nest in Chesapeake with me. Richie Somerville keeping us up and running back at the studio. We are at the Eagle's Nest. Why, you may ask? Because this is the site of the draft party. We're getting ready to party our, our socks off. The NFL draft party coming up tonight. Uh, we have team reps. We have fans. We have prizes. We have a whole bunch of stuff going on, and we want you to come out for it and enjoy the atmosphere. It's here at the Eagles Nest. Obviously, the draft will be on a billion different screens. Uh, we'll have uh, the microphone going, jokes being cracked, all that kind of stuff. Uh, in the meantime, I don't know how much of the 757 we're going to be able to get to today during the 757 at 6 because the NFL's just decided today with the draft coming up at 8, we are one hour and 56 minutes away. Uh, it's a good day to break a whole bunch of big news. Lamar Jackson signs his five-year 260, or I keep saying signs, agrees in principle to his five-year $260 million deal, according to Ian Rappaport. Um, but also this comes from uh, Mike Florio and Pro Football Talk just moments ago. Pro Football Talk on Twitter. Hearing Cardinals are trying to send number three overall pick and DeAndre Hopkins to Titans for the number 11 overall pick plus more. Robbie, you have a smirk what, on your face. What's that plus more mean? I well, want to uh, know how much more they're, they're a thinking. Lot more, a lot more. I would assume picks mostly, um, unless the Titans are looking for something else. Ooh, wait, we've got a, we've got a source off. This is... <laughs> This is this is a good one right here. So I l- let me read you these two tweets that have come in literally seven minutes apart. Pro Football Talk, which is Mike Florio. Hearing Cardinals are trying to send number three overall and DeAndre Hopkins to Titans for number 11 pick plus more. Uh, Ian Rappaport, seven minutes later. While the Titans have had conversations about a potential trade up to number three, among other spots, they have not had conversations centered around star wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Source said. So, either the Titans are looking at trading for DeAndre Hopkins or they are not looking at trading for DeAndre Hopkins. You can decide who to follow. Uh, I think the Titans are one of the movers and the shakers in this draft. Um, I think they have the potential to uh, go go tank apocalypse, um, trade Tannehill, and it's pretty much done for them already. Malik Willis did not look like a quarterback that was going to win many games last year. Um, however, he, he was a third-round pick last year, so I think you could sell that to the fan base as we have to see what he is. We have to see what he has. So we're going to move on from Tannehill. We're going to give him the reins, and then if things go, go south, look at that. We happen to be at the top of the draft uh, where w- w- we can get someone like Caleb Williams or Drake May. If they don't want to do that, obviously they're keeping Tannehill or – they have to make an aggressive move to go get their quarterback. 11 11's an interesting spot. They're picking 11th overall simply because I think there's a decent possibility one of the big four quarterbacks will still be there at 11. The risk they'd be taking is, is it the one of the big four that you want? 
And are we willing to be left with our, our pockets empty if all four are taken? Or we can be aggressive. We can go up to something like the third overall pick and get our guy guaranteed. It's, it's, they can do a few different things. And they could trade back and acquire more capital. Again, if they're tanking, they want future draft capital more than this draft capital. And then mixed into all of that is I don't think Mike Vrabel would ever agree to uh, tank. He just doesn't seem like that kind of coach, which means their brand-new GM would have to come in and be like, Mike, leave the room. I'm going to do some things. And then uh, just give him a roster that can't win which does not sound like, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to be the one telling Mike Vrabel, hey, we just traded Ryan Tannehill and you're rolling with, with Malik Willis. And don't worry, we might, you know, draft Jake Hayner or something and you can roll with him also. Uh, but they are very, very interesting. Uh, speaking of the quarterbacks, though, this is something that, that I've been doing for a couple years and I encourage all of you to do. Take the top ten quarterbacks, rank them. Rank them now and save it because – and you don't got to do this publicly, right? You don't have to be Chris Sims, right? Chris Sims every year puts out his quarterback list, and then all that does is open up him to a lot of ridicule when, you know, he has Jalen Hurts as the 40th best quarterback in the league, and then he goes on and becomes an MVP candidate. But just for you, for perspective, take the top 10 quarterbacks going into the draft. Take the top five quarterbacks going into the draft and rank them. And then three or four years later, bring out your rankings and see if you were right. It gives you perspective that uh, you need when you're evaluating teams, but it also shows just how difficult it is. And, you know, I say rank them for this reason. Don't just describe them because you can horoscope your way into it. I have a problem with horoscopes. I think horoscopes pretty much apply to everybody at all points in time. They say things like you're a bit stressed, but also aware that you need to relax. You are, uh, you know, anticipating while also nostalgic. And it's like this applies to everyone at all points in time. So you can describe, uh, you know, a qu- like any quarterback going in the first round with he has a few flaws, but if you fix if he fixes those flaws, he could be a star. If he doesn't, he'll be out of the league quickly. It's like, okay, great. So that's not a prediction, right? Because then if he's out of the league quickly, you'll go, oh, he didn't fix the flaws I said he needed to fix. And if he goes on to be a star, you'll go, how great is that? I knew if he fixed those flaws. It's like you're right in either direction. However, if you rank them, it's less wishy-washy. There's less vague, right? If you say Bryce Young is better than C.J. Stroud, three or four years from now, you're going to have a stronger feeling on which one of those you think is better, right? Uh, If you say Justin Herbert is better than Tua Tungo-Vailoa and then Tua gets drafted first, you might go, ooh, but then, hey, you're looking at it now, going, yeah, I, st- I still think I can make that argument. Uh, so rank them. So let, let, I mean, let, just for sport, let's do it right now. Top five quarterbacks. The, 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 if you look at the, you know, all the consensus rankings, my rankings would go Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker. But I also want to put this caveat in there. I'm not sure about any of them. That's fair. Like, I'm not saying you have to be, be locked, loaded, and know everything. Just put them in a ranking. That's how I see them right now. Now, why does it matter if you're sure? I've been doing this since 2016, ranking the top 10 quarterbacks, little descriptions, numerical values. I do it with, with, with buddies. It's a very nerdy thing. That it's like, you know, our Dungeons and Dragons. It's very nerdy. And uh, the day before the draft every year, we bring them all out. We make fun of each other. Oh, you said Dak Stunk. Oh, you said this. You said that. I've only been sure 
about a couple quarterbacks since 2016. And that is important because I haven't been wrong about the ones that I was 100% sure about. Right, and and I've done many of these on air also, so we have receipts if you want to go check them. Uh, but I haven't been wrong about anyone. Like the only three that I've said I'm sure about are Joe Burrow, Tuatungo Bailoa, and Trevor Lawrence. That's it. I was not sure about Wentz. I was not sure about Golf. I was not sure about Pickett or or like go through all of the quarterbacks drafted, top of the draft, bottom of the draft, all of them. The only ones, Kyler. The only ones I've been sure about are Joe Burrow, Tuatungo Bailoa, and Trevor Lawrence. That's it. Now, Joe Burrow, I'm like, heck yeah. Trevor Lawrence, I'm pretty darn confident. And I'll still defend Tua Tungo-Vailoa. I will still defend him. So the lesson there is when there's a quarterback you love, if you're sure about it, go get him. It's, it's, it's valuable, right? Trade away picks. There's not a, a, as many, like, it doesn't matter how many first-round picks I gave up. If I get Joe Burrow, I'm going to consider it a good trade. If I get Trevor Lawrence, I'm going to consider it a good trade. Go get the guys you're sure about rather than going, yeah, you know, this guy I like. I've been wrong on guys I like a lot, like a lot. I've also uh, said guys are not good, and turns out they're very good. Like that happens. That's the hard part. That's why being an NFL GM isn't easy. But I, I've, I've, I've not been sure about somebody and come up big busto. And I think many people in football would say the same thing. Right? If you go back and ask, ask somebody, scouts keep reckless records. They have binders on binders on binders. If you say, like, hey, who had the highest pre-draft score of anyone? There'll be very few people that don't bring out someone that turned into a Hall of Famer. And then, by the way, that's not changing it later. That's them saying, like, here's what I said about Elway before. Here's what I said about Peyton Manning before the draft. They, they pan out when you're sure, so go get them. That's my advice there. Uh, again, this is the 757 at 6 here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, uh, but we're talking draft. It's the, the night of the first round of the NFL draft. We are live at the Eagle's Nest, which is the site for our draft party. So come join the party. Who doesn't want to be a part of the party? You're invited. Make your way out to Chesapeake. Uh, it's it's a rockin' country bar called the Eagle's Nest. We'll be up on stage. We'll be having fun all night, and we want you to join us. Uh, so uh, stick around. 757 at 6 will continue after this. More draft talk. And actually, you know what? We'll mix in. We'll mix in some ODU draft talk. Zach Koontz, Nick Saldaveri. We talked with Ricky Ronnie earlier. Stick around for that. It's coming up next. The 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. The 757 at 6 on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 757 at 6, continuing here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are live from the Eagle's Nest in Chesapeake, getting ready to, to set off our draft party. And uh, as we've been doing all day, inviting you out. Come say hi. Come hang out. Come join the party. Um, I also think it's it's kind of a, a fun deal. And I don't know if I've explained fully what the, the format of our draft party is. Um, but over the last few weeks, we've been um, – choosing team reps for each team so every team uh, will have a team rep here and when it's their team's turn to pick they come up on stage and they try to predict the pick they try to guess uh who will be selected so obviously the panthers uh fan rep will, will come up here and will likely say bryce young if they do pick that player if the panthers do pick bryce young uh they get a prize on the spot which uh concert tickets some something cool right they, we have a list and then uh, 
and then they get added into a drawing, at the end of the night, somebody that gets it right is going to get $300. And all of the team reps at the end of the night go into uh, other drawings for $100 and $100. Like there's, we, 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 we do it up pretty big, and, it, and it's pretty cool, and it's fun. And then on top of that, I feel like watching the draft amongst other fans is just more fun because uh, a trash talk is a great time, right? A little bit of that locker room stuff going on. My team is better than yours. My quarterback could beat up your quarterback. Uh, but on top of that, then every pick you know is important to somebody in the building, right? Every pick they are they are living and dying somewhere in the building with that pick. Uh, so even if you're not a team rep, it's still a really fun vibe. We still have little giveaways to do, little prizes, or not little, but smaller. And uh, there's food and drink going on here at the Eagle's Nest. So, again, uh, stop by and check it out. If you have plans, clear them. If you don't have plans, perfect, you're free. Make your way out to the Eagle's Nest. Uh, we'll be here. And we haven't mentioned this in a while. Robbie's going to eat some hot wings. That's right. Uh, if you listen to the show often during all the football season, we were doing a snake draft competition. Uh, and, and it was known fairly early on in the season that the stakes were whoever loses uh, – has to eat the hottest hot wings we can find. Now, I have been told we may have outdone ourselves with how hot the hot wings are that we found. So Robbie might just be like a little dab. We'll see. But uh, that's going to kick off the draft party for real. That's going to be a few minutes before the first pick, and uh, that's when things are going to really get crazy. Tim, I'll tell you this. I've had this weird, like this knot in my stomach all, all day long. I left the station earlier, you know, kind of prepping for today. On the way here, I grabbed a milkshake to try to, you know, <laughs> settle my nerves a little bit. And even that isn't setting well. So, like, I'm not really sure how the how the wings, how the spiciness is going to go. As you know and as the listeners know, I've said it many times, I'm not a big spicy food type of guy. I mean, we were at, we were at a... a, a the old beach tavern yep. during the March Madness week, and I was struggling with mango habanero wings, and that was you know about a month ago. So who knows what's going to happen? I'm excited, but at the same time, frantically scared. And and like in your defense, when you're when you're eating like the mango habanero wings, you're like you're you're crushing some wings, right? You're crushing like a half dozen, a dozen of them. Exactly. So this one, it's going to be like a quarter of a bite. Like I don't anticipate you going full. Like, normally when people eat wings, and I, everyone out there listening, you judge if someone leaves a lot of meat on the bone. There will be no judging going on this time. <laughs> uh, but I am interested to see how it, how it goes down. And when, when we will uh, record it, I hope, and, and put it on social media because I think it's, it's good to have for nostalgia's sake. Um, but that's all happening. Again, the draft starts in one hour and 38 minutes. Uh, it's 8 o'clock on the, the, the first pick. I would assume the Panthers won't think about it very long. Um, but, but, you know, 15, 20 minutes before the draft starts, Robbie will eat the wings, and that will really kick things off, metaphorically. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's talk a little ODU draft. Uh, we talked with Ricky Ronnie, head coach ODU, for, for an hour today on the show, on the Tim Donnelly Show. And uh, you can catch that whole conversation, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 941.com, um, at our podcast page. But I thought it was interesting, uh, right, first of all, the word of the day was was versatility. And I don't know if he said the word versatility, but we talk about Nick Saldaveri. He goes, oh, I think he could play all five spots on the offensive line. 
so versatility. And then we talk about Trey Hawkins, and I'm saying, what kind of corner is he? And he says, well, he can do a little bit of everything. He can play nickel. He can uh, he can be on the outside. He has the speed. He has the length. He has the ball skills. And, uh, you know, with time, he could transition to safety also. And it's like versatility. Talk to Zach Kuntz, and it's, and it's again, it, I mean, that guy's just pure athleticism allows him to have a certain level of versatility. Um, but you could tell that, A, Coach Ronnie really believes in these guys, and, and B, um, they they are very much a the-more-you-can-do style prospect. Um, I'll tell this story, and it, it was told to me by uh, Mike Adams. I don't know if everybody remembers him. He was a safety in the NFL for a very long time. Um, Pops Adams is what he became known as. Pro bowler at least once. Um, but he played at the University of Delaware. He played long before I played, uh, although he was playing football long after I retired also. So there you go. Um, but he, he came back and spoke to us one time. And this is undrafted free agent, late round pick, right? So somebody who on a day like today, everyone's having draft parties. He was like, I stayed away. I did not, I didn't want to pay attention to it because I knew my name wasn't going to be called. Uh, but he's going into probably sixth or seventh year in the league at this point. And he comes back and talks to our team at Delaware. And somebody asked him, like, how did you stick around? And he started talking about the more you could do, the more you could do. And he was saying, you know, factually, he was saying, if you're a uh, safety, which is what he was, heck, tackle, right? Learn to block so you can be on punt. Uh, Don't be afraid to run down there on kickoff and make a tackle. Catch punts. Do any, like, whatever you can do. And the story he told was um, he was trying to make the Browns as a uh, undrafted free agent, which he ended up making. And he was walking to meetings one day, and he had a cup of sunflower seeds. And somebody bumped into him, or he dropped it, whatever. Sunflower seeds all over the, the hallway. And he was, at this point in time, their coach was Eric Mangini. He, uh, he didn't even think Mangini like, knew who he was, right? He's an end-of-the-bench guy just trying to make the practice squad. And uh, Mangini goes walking by, and as he goes walking by, Mike finds a broom, like from a janitor's cart, grabs the broom, and starts sweeping up the, the sunflower seeds that he uh, he spilled. And Mangini looks at him and says, hey, Adams. So he's like, first of all, kind of jacked up because the coach knows his name. Hey, Adams, the more you can do. And he's basically saying, like, if you're willing to sweep the floors, <laughs> you're, you're earning points in my book. That means you're willing to, you know, be the wedge breaker on kickoff. That means you're willing to... Uh, go on field goal or learn to be a holder, like whatever it takes you're willing to do. And, uh, of course, he ended up making the team and, and, like I said, went on to be a pro bowler, went on to play in a Super Bowl, uh, and, and had a long career. So the, the, the vibe I got from the ODU coach talking about the three ODU players that are most likely to be drafted this weekend is they're willing to do just about anything to help the team. Uh, they'll learn a new position. Um, another story that, that Ricky Ronnie told about Nick Saldaveri is uh, Ronnie had to had to beg a little bit to get him in the Senior Bowl. And one of the things he was trying to prove to the, the head scout and head talent evaluator of the Senior Bowl was he can play center. Because at, at ODU, he was essentially uh, straight tackle. He had uh, 40 starts at tackle, one at guard, never played center. And... Uh, he was convincing him he could play center, he could play center. And part of it was, you know, and Coach Ronnie said this, he'll learn, right? It wasn't like he knows that, like, whoa, we actually practiced him at center. Or for a spring ball, he played center. It was, no, he can play center. How do you know? I don't. But, 
but but I know he will learn because that's the kind of guy he is. The more you can do, uh, so I love that about all of them. Now the other thing is, at least I, you know I can double stamp a triple stamp for Zach Kuntz and Nick Saldaveri as just being physically able enough to cut it at the NFL level. Uh, Trey Hawkins is someone that's probably still trying to prove that just because he didn't have the combine invite. Um, but but all three of those guys at some point this weekend could hear their name called. And, uh, you know, we talk about dreams coming true and all that sort of thing. That's one of them, right? When no no player in Pop Warner is out there dreaming of, of being an undrafted free agent. They're all dreaming of hearing their name called. Now, most first-rounders, but, heck, you'll settle for a third. Uh, you know, <laughs> one of the things I like to remind everybody, draft picks, right, when they start talking about tumbling out of the first round, you, you've seen the, the meme when Russell Wilson was drafted and his, at the time, I believe it was his wife or his girlfriend, uh, jacked up, just very overly excited in the face. And Russell Wilson has his hand above his head and he's celebrating and his mouth is wide open with a scream smile. I like to remind people he was, he was a third round pick, right? The way they're reacting, you, you almost think he was drafted like second overall. He was a third round pick. Uh, you know, the, the dream is to play in the NFL and, and Kuntz will get that. Saldivari will get that. And Hawkins, at the very least, will get an undrafted free agent attempt. So uh, dreams are, are coming true for ODU, uh, which I've said many times before is, is pretty darn cool. And, Tim, speaking of dreams coming true, i got some breaking news that's actually just breaking moments ago. I've got sources all over the place. So, Richie, I need you to hit that breaking news sounder really quick. I just want everybody to know I'm confused. You know, dreams coming true. Tim Donnelly next week. Next Thursday, there's a business special game at the Norfolk Tides. Max Media will be there, and Tim, you will be throwing out the first pitch. Really? At at the at Harbor Park next Thursday, it has been confirmed. My sources all over the place. So really? Tim Donnelly at the Norfolk Tides game next Thursday afternoon. Tim Donnelly will be throwing out the first pitch at the Norfolk Tides game before their matchup. Um, did their business matinee special on Thursday. So, Tim, I know that's a dream of yours. I mean, I have always wanted to do it. Now that you – I mean, that's the first I've ever – I've heard of that being a thing. Uh, so, thank you to the, the Tides and Max Media. Um, I have to be honest, a little nervous. Now that it's been now that it's been said out loud, a little nervous. Uh, does anyone have a, a glove I can borrow? Like, can we go play some catch? I need to throw a baseball around uh, quickly. We I, have one week, I've less not, than. I've not thrown a baseball um, since I was probably 12. So uh, can I throw a football? We'll see how that goes. Um, but, but, hey, that's pretty cool. I'm actually looking forward to it. That's, like I said, like you said, and I've said it before, it's uh, one of those things that you dream about. So, hey, it might not be being drafted in the NFL, but I get to throw the first pitch out at a minor league baseball game, triple-A. Top of the top in the minors. Some of the best prospects in baseball will be watching just to put more pressure on myself. Uh, so, actually, everybody, make it out to the draft party tonight here at the Eagles Nest in Chesapeake. And then uh, also, or if you can't make it to the, the NFL draft party, make it out to the Tides game next Thursday and uh, heckle, right? Hey, see if I still got the whole play under pressure gene that I that I had back in the day. Uh, but, but that's, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Thank you to whoever made that happen. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more of the 757 at 6 and more draft talk from here at the Eagle's Nest, the site of our NFL draft party, which starts in just a little bit. Stick around. It's the 757 at 6, talking local high school and college sports on your number one local sports station, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. 
757 at 6, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm not sure if it's coming out over the air, but the, the energy is rising. We talk about this when we go to uh, games, when we're, when we're in like an arena before a college basketball game, when we're out on uh, the, the tailgating area before a college football game. But there are certain energies that just rise. The NFL draft is one of them. And do you know what's the best part? Tomorrow, Monday, sports media, us, national, everybody, they're going to be assigning winners and losers. But the actual truth is there are no losers at the draft, right? The, the One of my favorite things to go back and read is there was a, uh, a I think it was Bleacher Report, a review of the Seahawks 2012 draft. And it gave them, they were the only team in the league that got an F. And it was because Bobby Wagner was a terrible second-round pick. Bruce Irvin was a reach and didn't fit what they needed to do in the first round. And then the kicker was they had a quarterback that they didn't think fit the system and they didn't need in the third round, and it ended up being Russell Wilson. And that was the only team that got an F according to this draft grade. So even if you are the quote-unquote loser of the draft, you might be the winner of the draft like a year later when you win the Super Bowl. So – with that being said, we're going to judge all of the picks as they happen tonight at the draft party. It is going to be a, a, a big deal. It is going to be uh, every different fan base here, different draft reps here, and it's all happening at the Eagle's Nest in Chesapeake. So uh, make your way on out here. If you want to be a part of the, the group, part of the party, uh, it's all at the, the Eagle's Nest in Chesapeake. And I can tell you the party just just got ramped up a bit. More people are showing up. I'm seeing some cheers is happening. Maybe a couple drinks being thrown back. It's a long night, and, and we're getting it, getting it started early. And uh, and be here by 745 if you want to see Robbie eat the hottest hot wings we could find. We actually did some research on this and tracked down some very, very hot wings. So I just got a scouting report from our, our promotions guy, Joe, who said he tried it about an hour ago, a little dabble on his finger, and he said it was hot. <laughs> He, he said, I was looking forward to it earlier. When, now, when, now he's worried about Now you. he's worried about me. And you know it's bad because he's all good fun. And, uh, you know, he was looking forward to, to laughing at my demise. This makes my me demise. Th- this makes me worried, Tim, and uh, we'll see. But he's still alive. He's still alive, to... right? Richie yeah, back he, here in the he, studio. He's he still is. alive, right? He, he is, is still alive. He survived he the dab of the finger. Okay, hour. good deal. He, he did a little dab. He said it was about a half hour until he, he was kind of back to all systems go. So, uh, so I mean, a half hour. You can take a half hour. Like, it, the, by the way, I don't mind that. For, for those two picks, that, right? For those of you that are going, wait, why is Robbie going to eat the hottest hot wings we can find? It's because he lost a bet. We had a full season long competition, snake drafts. We did it every Thursday, and he lost. And the, the the bet was the loser has to eat the hottest hot wings we can find. It has to be a punishment. It would be weird if you liked it. That would be a reward. Like, it has to be something that kind of stinks, or else it would not be a, a fear motivator. So, uh, so yeah, Robbie's going to have to do that. We're going to do it about 7.45. Um, so be here at the draft party by then at least if, if you want to catch that. And then, obviously, the draft starts at, at uh, 8, and it, and it only ramps up from there. So, um, so go ahead and, and, and make that happen. Now, looking at the draft, and, and because this is the 7.57 at 6, I'll try to shoehorn a 7.57 reference or two in play. Um, Atlanta's picking eighth, and I think they technically need a quarterback. Now, I don't think they need a backup quarterback. They have Taylor Heineke. That makes a lot of sense. Um, 
Desmond Ritter, I don't know where you would rank him when it comes to starting quarterbacks, but unproven middle-round draft capital doesn't traditionally mean like, oh, here's the keys, it's your franchise. I think that becomes a very, very interesting situation if one or more of the big-name quarterbacks are still there at eight. Uh, For the simple fact of, if C.J. Stroud tumbles and is there at eight, can the Falcons pass? And in actuality, if they draft C.J. Stroud, it could change the role of Heineke. Early in the season, I think he becomes the sage, wise old vet mentoring two guys that are ahead of him on the, the, the depth chart, which is not very fun. You want him to be one play away if you're an ODU fan. Uh, but also, like say C.J. Stroud plays, plays well, and they're in a playoff race, I think at some point, like week eight, week nine, if they're, they're in the mix, which is a big if, but if you flip that two spot, you go, you know what? We want the more proven, experienced quarterback to be the backup if they need to go in with, with little preparation. Right, Desmond Ritter maybe still would be the guy if there's a season ender at the the starter quarterback the, to the starting quarterback, but uh, but Heineke would be the guy you want to come in for you know two and a half quarters if the guy goes in the the transfer po- or the transfer portal. Goodness gracious, concussion protocol. It's a long day, a lot of a lot of breaking news. Uh, if he goes in the transfer portal, how about that? You should be able to enter the transfer portal for the NFL. If the Falcons draft a quarterback in the first round. Heineke should 100% be able to put his name in the portal and go, you're good. You have, you know, uh, Anthony Richardson and Desmond Ritter. I'm out. Let me go. The Bucks need me. I can beat out Trask and Baker Mayfield. Uh, but that's that's not what I was getting at. Uh, another one that's really interesting is the the Eagles at 10. And, and a player from the 757, Oscar Smith, that they have on the roster already is Josh Sweat. And I actually think if somebody like Tyree Wilson – uh, if somebody like like Lucas Van Ness is there at 10, edge rusher might be a spot they'd consider. Now, part of that reason is because they don't have any super glaring needs. Um, you might say running back, but I think they can solve that later. I don't think they have to go Bijan at 10. Uh, they have their quarterback. They have their studs on defense. Um, but they are getting a bit older in the defensive front and offensive front especially. So if you're looking to replace Brandon Graham and you want another edge rusher to pair with Josh Sweat, Hassan Reddick, and, and a few others, you know, it could work out. Now, what, what does that do for Josh Sweat? I don't know. He's a, he's a big money, right, big contract guy that contributed to a Super Bowl uh, appearing team. So I don't think it's the end of the road, but it could just change his role. Um, so, again, there's interesting things in this draft all over the place. Uh if you missed it earlier, Lamar Jackson signed for a ton of money or agreed to sign for a ton of money. Uh, I'll give you the details very quickly here. Uh, Rappaport, I believe, was first on most of the news. Josina Anderson broke some of it as well. Uh, but it's a five-year, $260 million deal agreed upon in principle. It's a lot of money. Uh, we're still waiting on the final details on the, the guarantees. It's looking like about $185 million in total guarantees. I would expect maybe 140 in fully guaranteed but it's a lot of money regardless. It is a lot of money regardless. Congratulations to Lamar Jackson. Congratulations to the Ravens. They have their quarterback for the next five years at least. And uh, congratulations to everybody that didn't overreact, as I did a few times, to uh, things that happened along the way. There was a point in time I did not think the Ravens and Lamar could reconcile, but they apparently have. You know what I should have noticed? 
He has like Raven's wings tattooed on him, and they're purple. I should have kept coming back to that. The guy's not going to take a deal with the the Lions or something when 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 that's happened. It would have been a little awkward. I should have should have just gone with that. But I've also, by the way, I've, I've had teammates that got like their high school jersey number tattooed on them, and then they got to college and someone someone else was wearing it, and it was like, what are you going to do? So so it does happen. Uh, that's neither here nor there, but that's just a funny story that popped into my brain. Uh, this is the 757 at 6, but since the beginning of the Tim Donnelly show, uh, we've been here live at the Eagle's Nest in Chesapeake just ramping up towards our draft party, and uh, it's going to continue to ramp up all the way to the opening of the draft. Uh, we are at the Eagle's Nest in Chesapeake. We want you to come out. We want you to be a part of the, the fun. We want to interact with you. We want to talk. Uh, if there's something we've said along the way you don't agree with, let us know if there's something you said along the way that we do agree with. We want to know. Uh, really, tonight is about two things. One, getting a great group together to enjoy the NFL draft, to uh, kind of heighten what can be a long day, and to just heighten the energy, which is already happening here in this room at the Eagle's Nest. Um, but also for us to say thank you, right? A lot of times you think talking into a microphone all the time, you forget that there's people out there listening. You're just trying to put on the best show you can, and you get lost in that. Um, so when we actually get to uh, see you, say thank you, Give you a hard time, you give us a hard time. It's it's it it makes a lot of it much more uh, worthwhile. So um, that's what tonight is about. Stop out and say hi, even if you can't stay for the whole draft. Come grab a drink, uh, grab a conversation, and and uh, rep your team here at the draft party at the Eagles Nest in Chesapeake. Eagles Nest Rockin' Country Bar. If you're plugging it into your GPS, um, if you've never been here, uh, so so there you go. Thank you to Robbie for keeping us up and running. Thank you to. Uh, keeping us up and running here. Thank you to Richie Somerville for keeping us up and running back at the studio. Thank you to everybody that called and texted in. It's time for us to go hit a draft party. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, have a great night, everybody.